Hello and welcome to episode two of the 9 to 5 Nutrition Podcast. This episode is all about The Game Changers, which is a documentary that's pretty popular on Netflix at the moment. And this documentary is all about vegan athletes. So it follows a a number of different athletes across a range of different sports. So there's a bodybuilder on there. There's a guy that competes in strongman. There's an ultra marathon runner. None of those people are particularly famous, but it does briefly look at some more famous vegan athletes like Lewis Hamilton, Novak Djokovic, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I didn't know was vegan, but apparently is. But the the main kind of star of the show, and I guess the host, is a guy called James Wilkes, who is a retired UFC fighter from Leicester. So he retired back in 2012. And the documentary kind of focuses on his life and jumps around um, backwards and forwards in history between his, his childhood, his UFC career, and what he's doing now. So right now, he trains people in kind of combat techniques and self-defense and things like that. So that's his current life, but it goes back to his childhood and it kind of paints him out as a, a boisterous kind of child who kind of misbehaved. And that's eventually how he got into UFC. So his parents put him into a karate class to as an outlet for his uh, kind of hyperactivity, and that eventually led him into UFC. But the other narrative thread that runs throughout the documentary is around James's dad and his health or his lack of health. So James's dad had some heart problems, uh, which the documentary links to his meat consumption. And it follows his dad on his kind of health journey, uh, part of which is becoming vegan. And the fact that he became vegan is portrayed as one of the reasons that he got back to good health. And it's the reason that James himself became vegan. And this is where you can start to see the biases of this documentary start to creep in very early on. So it's kind of playing with the viewer's emotions in a couple of ways. So number one is that the traditional perception of vegans or vegetarians is that they are wimps, for want of a better word. Yeah, There's that famous scene in uh, Escape Plan. Well, I don't know if it's famous. It's only famous if you've seen it, but where uh, Sly hits Arnie and Arnie says, oh, you hit like a vegan. Please excuse that terrible impression. But um, it's the documentary is trying to reverse that perception by painting out James Wilkes as a, a, a hard character, a tough guy, which you could argue that he probably is being a UFC fighter and someone that trains the SAS in combat techniques and self-defense techniques. So that's one way that the, the documentary starts to show a clear and obvious bias towards veganism or vegetarianism. The second way is that it paints out veganism as 
the key to health. So it represents going vegan as the reason that his dad got back to health or or got away from being unhealthy. And those two themes continue to run throughout the show. So just to recap, the two themes are, number one, that veganism isn't just for hippies. It's a legitimate nutritional strategy for sports people that are at the top of their game. And the second theme is that veganism is the the optimal nutritional strategy for your health. So let's take a bit of a deeper look into those two aspects. So first of all, we'll look at whether veganism slash vegetarianism is the best strategy for, for sports people in terms of their nutrition. So the first thing to consider is that there are lots of studies quoted in the documentary that point to veganism being as good or better for sports performance than a carnivorous diet. Now, a lot of these studies seem to centre around the fact that glycogen is the primary source of fuel for intense exercise. Which is a bit strange because anyone that's aware of basic sports nutrition already knows this. Now, glycogen is, is formed from carbohydrate primarily and is stored in the muscle until it needs to be used. So the show is almost implying that sports people don't need meat in their diet because it doesn't fuel sports performance and it, it it doesn't convert into glycogen anywhere near as easily as carbohydrates which is correct but i don't think anyone has ever claimed before that meat should be used as a as a fuel source for exercise most kind of novice or you know amateur or or People that have a sport as their hobby, whether that's you know cycling or, or bodybuilding or whatever it is, will be pretty well aware of the fact that carbohydrate is the main fuel source that fuels the exercise itself. There won't be a lot of people that will have a pre-workout meal, for example, that only consists of protein or only consists of protein and fat. It's it's a well-known fact that carbohydrate is the primary fuel source for exercise. So that's nothing new. But what the game changers is trying to imply is that you can only get that glycogen from that carbohydrate if you're on a vegan diet, which isn't true because if you're on a, a carnivorous diet, and when I say carnivorous diet, I mean not a diet that just includes meat, a diet that includes meat and carbohydrates whether that's starchy carbohydrates or fibrous carbohydrates in the form of vegetables and fat um but yeah if you're on a what it's implying is that if you're on a carnivorous diet you can't get that carbohydrate and that glycogen well of course you can because you'll be eating uh, protein in the form of meat or dairy or whatever it is and you'll be eating carbohydrates as well Just because you eat meat doesn't mean you can't eat carbohydrate sources. So the simple fact that carbohydrate is the main source 
of energy for training or, or sports is really a moot point. So the second thing to cover off around sports performance and veganism is the question of these athletes that claim to be vegan, I, I say claim, I'm sure they are vegan, but how long have they been vegan? Is this a recent thing? Because you've got this bodybuilder on Game Changers who is very obviously very proud of the fact that he's vegan and claims that it, it doesn't hinder him in, in building muscle. But what I would question is how long has he actually been a vegan? Yes, he's vegan. Yes, he's got all that muscle mass. But he could have been vegan for a week at the time that the show was filmed. He could have built all of that muscle mass on a carnivorous diet. And again, when I say carnivorous, I mean a diet that includes meat and carbohydrates and, and fat. So there's there's that question. The other question is, are, continuing with the example of the bodybuilder, does he look the way he does and can he perform the way he does despite the fact that he's vegan rather than because he's vegan? And what I mean by that is that, yes, he's vegan. Yes, he's got a, a good level of muscle mass and low body fat. But could he have achieved that and more on a different diet? So if he was eating meat and dairy, could he look even better than that? Could he have built even more muscle? Potentially. And the layperson, so, you know, the hobbyist, is not going to have that. And I think that's the kind of person that this documentary is, is aimed at. And it's quite misleading in a way because the athletes that I mentioned before, like Djokovic and Hamilton, their nutritionists are, are going to know the intricate details around a, a vegan diet and what they need to do to make up for the deficiencies that are present in a vegan diet. So, for example, it's very difficult to get a complete protein source in a vegan diet. And when I say a complete protein source, I mean a one source of protein that has all of the amino acids that are required to trigger muscle protein synthesis, which is essentially the process of, of building muscle, which is obviously essential if you either want to build or maintain muscle, which most most athletes will, will want to do. Now, so exa for example, a, a complete protein would be um, chicken or, or eggs. Now, you can't eat those things on a vegan diet. So in order to create meals that have complete proteins, you're going to need a nutritionist that's got detailed knowledge of how to do that with plant sources. So one... Uh, popular example is combining rice and beans with which both have different amino acid profiles but combine to a complete amino acid profile or a complete protein now the third thing i want to cover is just the fact that reminding ourselves that these people are professional athletes so they get paid to do what they do and they will have lots of people around them helping them to do that. So people like Novak Djokovic and Lewis Hamilton will have nutritionists and people that cook for them. So they're going to know 
exactly how many calories they need to be taking in every day, um, how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbohydrates, how many grams of fat. They're going to have someone working all, all of that out for them. And they're going to have a, a chef who will be able to uh, create meals that fulfill all of those requirements that taste really good. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you've decided to go vegan for whatever reason. And then you've backed yourself into a corner where you end up having to supplement all of your meals with branch chain amino acid supplements, which can cost a lot of money. And you might be in a situation where you're spending hundreds of pounds each month on supplements to make up for the deficiencies that are ultimately going to be in a vegan diet compared to a a carnivorous diet. Now, these nutritionists might also know that if you are eating a meal that doesn't happen to contain a complete protein, you can make up for that by using a branch chain amino acid supplement. Um, But these supplements are really expensive. But of course, that doesn't matter to elite athletes because money is no object for them. For the um, for the amateur sportsman or the hobbyist, uh, a cost is going to be an issue. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you've decided to go vegan for whatever reason, and then you've backed yourself into a corner where you end up having to supplement all of your meals with branch chain amino acid supplements which can cost a lot of money and you might be in a situation where you're spending hundreds of pounds each month on supplements to make up for the deficiencies that are ultimately going to be in a vegan diet compared to a a carnivorous diet. So the key takeaway here is that if you want to be on a vegan diet and you want that diet to be optimal for sports performance and you know, muscle growth and muscle maintenance is an important part of sports performance, then you should probably think pretty hard about going vegan because being on a vegan diet that is optimal for sports performance, it takes a lot of forward planning and could be quite costly, which is fine if you're a a pro athlete because you'll have people to do that for you and and cost doesn't matter. Uh, If you're not, you know, those things do matter. So seriously consider the reasons why you're going vegan. You know, if you want to get more vegetables in your diet, which I think is, is definitely a good thing for most people, I would I would has a I would have a guess that most people out there probably don't eat enough vegetables. Um but yeah if you want to get more in your diet that doesn't mean you have to go vegan. It just means eating more vegetables. You don't have to cut out meat. Now, the second thing to look at, aside from sports performance, is is just overall health. Now, there is a perception of uh, vegan and vegetarian diets that they are much healthier than than well-rounded diets or carnivorous diets, as I've been calling them up until now. Um, But that isn't necessarily the case. I think a lot of people think that vegan diets are great because it means you eat more vegetables. But 
what you could do is just maintain your current diet, which if it's one that includes meat, that's fine. But just up the vegetable consumption. You could quite easily eat a diet that included meat, but eat the same amount or more vegetables than someone that ate a vegan diet. So I think people associate veganism with health, but health isn't about whether you're vegan or whether you're carnivorous. Vegan is about, uh, sorry, health is about how good your diet is overall. So you could quite easily have a vegan who was very unhealthy because their diet consisted solely of chips, for example, which are, and there's, there's nothing wrong with chips, but it's a food that is nice and lots of people like to eat. I'm sure vegans like chips as well. And you could have a vegan diet that, that solely consisted of chips. Now, is that going to be healthier than a, a quote-unquote normal diet that includes meat, so beef and chicken and, and dairy, so eggs and, and cheese and milk and stuff like that, and lots of leafy green vegetables as, as well as other types of vegetables? and um fats as well probably not i think in that case the non-vegan diet is going to be a lot healthier so you can see straight away there that veganism doesn't necessarily equal health so everyone's pretty much in agreement that eating more vegetables is the thing regardless of what your you call your overall diet whether it's vegan or or vegetarian or carnivorous but something that's quite prevalent in the media is that red meat is bad for your health. Now, there are lots of studies that show a correlation between people that eat lots of red meat or lots of processed meat and um, like heart disease, for example. And they're the kind of studies that lead to the poor uh, sort of media perception of red meat. So... You'll see headlines in the, the sun, for example, like steak will give you a heart attack. Now, the problem with these studies is that they don't take into account the other lifestyle factors of these people that consume lots of red meat or processed meat. So it's fairly likely that those people generally won't be health-seeking individuals. And when I say health-seeking individuals, I mean people that pay attention to all aspects of their health. So those people might smoke, they might drink a lot, and they might not do any exercise. And all of those factors are going to lead to those sorts of serious diseases. So it really is impossible to say that red meat is the sole cause of these diseases and that you should definitely cut it out of your diet. Yes, there's a correlation, but correlation, as we know, doesn't always equal causation. So the evidence in those studies is, in my opinion, far too flimsy to justify cutting meat from your diet. And in fact, aside from sports performance, and when I say sports performance, I mean the fact that eating meat, or not just meat, eating protein supports muscle maintenance and muscle growth, which is important for sports performance. For your health, meat and, and, and dairy can be really important as well and the reason for that is that meat and dairy 
foods contain vitamins and minerals that you can't necessarily get through plant-based foods. So there's a really so the reason to cut meat from your diet the evidence there is quite weak but there are very strong reasons to to keep meat in your diet. So to summarize from a health point of view Adding more vegetables into your diet is probably a good idea, regardless of, of who you are or, or what you're doing in terms of sport, or, or even if you're completely sedentary and you do no exercise whatsoever. Eating more vegetables is probably going to be a good thing. Is cutting meat from your diet a good thing? It's highly unlikely. So we've covered sports performance and we've covered overall health. The final thing to cover off is just, I guess, ethics and religion. So a lot of people would decide to go vegan or just be vegan, you know, from birth because it's their it's their religion. And if that's the case, then, you know, no, no one's got any grounds to question that. Uh, if you're doing it for religious reasons, then carry on, of course. Um and then in terms of, you know, ethical reasons, if you are, a, you know, a very strong believer in sort of animal rights and you're a real animal lover and that's the reason that you want to be a vegan, then again, go for it. Just be mindful that you could be compromising your your health and your sports performance by doing that. So just to get around this thing off and, and bring it back around to the original topic, which was the Game Changers documentary. So, as I said at the start, this documentary is very biased towards veganism and it's very selective in the studies that it, it, it cites in terms of it cherry-picks the ones that are pro-vegan, essentially. So just be aware of that when you're watching it. And, you know, it's very easy to get carried away in the, in the sort of emotion of the documentary because... It, it's obviously really well done. It's, it's well edited. It's directed by James Cameron, who's a, obviously a massive director. So, and just be aware of all that when you're when you're watching it, and, and don't take everything at face value. Do your, you know, it is a. Don't get me wrong. Don't discount it as a source of information, but look at other sources as well. Um, if you know you're watching this, and it's it's really making you want to become vegan or it's making you think that veganism is better than your current diet just be a bit critical so when it comes down to it it is really about deciding what's what's your priority so are there any compromises? Well, potentially vegetarianism could be a, a good compromise for some people who are equally concerned about their um, their health, their sports performance, and they've got kind of strong morals and ethics surrounding animals. So with a vegetarian diet, it's actually fairly easy to get in um, – adequate good quality protein through milk through eggs through cheese uh stuff like that um 
so if that is you, uh, vegetarianism might be a good compromise. Um, I certainly wouldn't do it because I love steak. But yeah, there we go. It's really up to you to, to look at all the evidence that's available and, and make your own decisions based on your priorities. So uh, if you've got anything to add to this discussion, let me know. Um, get on my website, 9to5nutrition.com. Cheers for listening. See you next time.